first reading comes from Exodus, chapter 3, verses 1 through 14. The Bible is filled with call scenes where people are called to speak or do God's work. These scenes have many common threads, not the least of which are that the call is never to be rich and powerful, but to challenge human sin and alleviate the pain that goes with it. Moses was keeping the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian. He led his flock beyond the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of a bush. He looked, and the bush was blazing, yet it was not consumed. Then Moses said, I must turn aside and look at this great sight and see why the bush is not burned up. When the Lord saw that he had turned aside to see, God called to him out of the bush, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here I am. Then he said, Come no closer. Remove the sandals from your feet, for the place on which you are standing is holy ground. He said further, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look at God. Then the Lord said, I have observed the misery of my people who are in Egypt. I have heard their cry on account of their taskmasters. Indeed, I know their sufferings, and I have come down to deliver them from the Egyptians and to bring them up out of the land to a good and broad land, a land flowing with milk and honey, to the country of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. The cry of the Israelites has now come to me. I have also seen how the Egyptians oppress them. So come, I will send you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? He said, I will be with you, and this shall be the sign for you that it is I who sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall worship God on this mountain. But Moses said to God, If I come to the Israelites and say to them, The God of your ancestors has sent me to you, and they ask me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. He said further, Thus you shall say to the Israelites, I am has sent me to you. The word of the Lord. Thank you so much to Michelle for being our reader today. And uh, she'll pick up right after this first segment. Uh, we're going to do two little mini messages as a part of the service. And then after this first one is done, uh, Michelle will share the gospel lesson with you. Uh, thanks very much to Matt Griepentrog, who is in this vignette. And uh, we call it, Our Ugly Feet Get to Touch God's Holy Ground. Hey, you catching anything, Matt? Uh, just grubs and flies so far. Gorgeous day. Yep. You're barefoot. You're, you're usually not barefoot. Gorgeous day. You know, I used to know a guy, he, he'd like go barefoot year-round, even in the winter. Uh, he, he said it reminded him of the, of the Moses story. God saying to Moses, take off your sandals, Moses. You're, you're on holy ground. Of course, eventually, he, uh, this being Wisconsin and all, he, he had to stop doing that. What happened? Frostbite, Matt. Frostbite. Really? No, I'm 
just making that up. He eventually stopped doing it because he realized nobody really cared and it wasn't about God anyway. Hmm. Wise of him. You know, I'm going to have to stop fishing if I don't get a nibble soon. Maybe you could pray for a miracle. Now there's something I have lots of questions about. Miracles? Uh, you know, prayer, God, all that. Kind of a broad category, Matt. Want to narrow it down? Well, I do the obvious things. I believe. I try to live a good life. If someone I love is sick or having a hard time, I pray for it to get better. And I'm just not sure if it really makes a difference, though. I think it makes a difference. I mean, anytime we're more aware that we're blessed or that we have a responsibility or that somebody else is in need, it makes a difference. It's like nibbles versus catching a big muskie, you know? I want faith to be exciting and big and clear and obvious. I want to catch the muskie. Moses caught the muskie. He faced down the king of Egypt and freed his people from slavery and led them to the promised land. Hmm. Well, that's Bible big. That doesn't really happen to people like me. When, when Moses took off his sandals and went barefoot, where was he? In the sand? Uh, true. Also in the wilderness. In other words, he was in this place that was just like crazy change for him. Chaos. Well, he was watching his father-in-law's sheep. That doesn't sound too crazy to me. Yeah, but uh, he, he, he was out of Egypt for the first time in his life. He was, he was away from the royal court where he'd been educated for the first time in his life. He was away from his own Hebrew people who he suddenly felt affiliated with. It's like his anchor bolts had been cut out from under him. Anchor bolts? That's not a fishing metaphor. Don't change metaphors on me. I'm, I'm just saying that, that, that all of a sudden he was in the wilderness. And in the Bible, the wilderness is where we don't like have control of things anymore. And it, it's crazy enough for God to be able to start doing something in us. And I'm further just saying that, that I don't think anybody likes change. I mean... This is why business models age. It's why relationships get stale. It's why one-hit wonders only have one hit. It's why we cannot get race relations right in our country. It's why we're struggling so with the pandemic, because we'd keep it all the same, uh, even if it's bad. And, and it's hard to change even when we know we should, and, and it's really hard to change when it kind of feels like we have to. You know, they say it takes 10,000 casts to catch a muskie. I hear that's a slight exaggeration. Well, I'm just saying it's hard, but it's possible. Fishing? Change. Moses changed. God asked him to do something crazy. But the thing was, it hadn't... It wasn't about Moses at all. It was, it was to be a blessing to the, to the Hebrews, and to the Egyptians for that matter, but they weren't buying it. I, I often think that everybody thinks faith is like, for me, but when God called somebody in the Bible, it, it was to, to be there for somebody else in their wilderness. Hey, you suppose if I actually moved my pole, I might have a better chance of catching something? Yes, Matt. Change. Move your pole. Have you, like, heard anything I just said? Yeah, I've heard it all. You know, God cares about me personally, faith, 
It's to personally push me into life's hard situations, the stuff that feels crazy and hard. Be part of the blessing that shows, that allows all of us to get through it and get to do something better for everyone. Wow, Matt. You're like a way better listener than you are a fisherman. Well, that's why I'm barefoot. It is? Theology, John, theology. Our ugly feet touch God's holy ground and we're never the same. Wow. Matt, that says it all. No, one more word says it all. Done. The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the 16th chapter. In the preceding verses, Peter is praised for his confession of Jesus as the Christ. Going from hero to bum in a matter of verses, Peter tries to protect Jesus from the consequences of his own mission. Jesus' rebuke is, not strong, is strong not because Peter is so bad, but because the good is so important to achieve. From that time on, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and undergo great suffering at the hands of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and on the third day be raised. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him saying, God forbid it, Lord, this must never happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan, you are a stumbling block to me for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. Then Jesus told his disciples, if any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who want to, and those who lose their life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit them if they gain the whole world but forfeit their life? Or what will they give in return for their life? The Gospel of the Lord. Thank you to Michelle for reading today's gospel lesson. Now we have a second vignette. Thanks in advance to Muriel Otto for being a part of this one. And uh, we'll call this one the MVP Airballs the Three. Hey, Yadis, how you doing? Oh, I am not Yadis. And, you know, at 37 weeks and counting, it is like literally a stretch for me to be even wearing this jersey. Hey, you fit into it. And besides, you're proud of him. I mean, he's now the defensive NBA Defensive Player of the Year, and he's the presumptive two-time NBA MVP. Oh, yeah. And you're proud of him and what the team did yesterday, Black Lives Matter. Yes. Agreed. We do a lot of violence to each other. Did you, I was reading the statistic that, um, Gun suicides in the U.S. are 50% higher than gun homicides. We do all this violence to each other, and, and we do it to ourselves, and we do it with guns, and we do it with words, and with racism, and it's just crazy. Yeah, and well, so uh, Reverend Pastor John, do, oh, you, Reverend, <laughs> do you have the answer for us? No, but I mean, yeah. I mean, because we diminish ourselves when we don't think that we're part of the answer. That's true. So, uh, what part of the answer are you? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you really are Giannis, and I really am Peter in today's gospel lesson. Just go with it. Ooh, I'm in. I like this. You know, if I was actually Giannis, I could literally jump over myself. How cool would that, that be? That is I'm cool. In. All right, and I'm Peter. In today's gospel lesson, at least as we enter it, uh, I, I, 
I'm like the hero because Jesus is like, he's been talking to us disciples and he says, you know, who do people say that I am? And then he says, who do you say that I am? And then I say, you're the Christ, you're the son of the living God. And he says, you are awesome, Peter. You're the rock on which I'm going to build this church and the gates of hell, hell will not prevail against it. Ooh, wow. That's probably even better than being the NBA Defensive Player of the Year and presumptive two-time MVP. Probably we're even at that point, but then he even goes on to say that I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom and like I'm going to have the power to, to hold on to or release sins and, and forgiveness and all that stuff. Peter, Hands sounds down, like it. the dream gig to me. It was. I was the hero for five verses. And then I was the bomb. Because, see, like five verses after he says to me, you know, the gates of hell will not prevail against you, he says, get behind me, Satan, because you're thinking in human ways instead of God ways. Ooh, ouch, just, that's a quick drop. Just like that. Well, I know all about those. That is true. You are Giannis, aren't you? So let's review that little thing. So you are now the reigning NBA Defensive Player of the Year and the presumptive two-time MVP. Nevertheless, two games ago against the Orlando Magic, just when the team is finally getting on a roll, you are leading a fast break. You could just slice to the basket and slam it home. But no, 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 you pull up and in rhythm, you shoot the three. And totally miss it. The MVP airballs the three. I went from hero to bum in five verses. You went from hero to bum in one offensive possession. That's, that's like pretty impressive. We as a country cannot figure out our, our own, especially as white people, our own racism. In, in Hong Kong, they're just suppressing freedom left and right. You're in your own house. One day, you know, everybody likes you and the next day you're to blame for everything. I mean, honestly, it's like we're just all bums. Yeah, but you know what? I'm still the MVP. I even airball free throws and I'm still the MVP. That, that's amazing. <laughs> and Peter, you're still the top disciple. Your sermon on that first Pentecost, do you remember that? Okay, maybe yeah, more people, yeah, more people from more places together in the faith than like any moment in history ever before or since 3,000 baptisms that day because of you. So yeah, I mean, we all have our problems, but we've got to get over feeling like we're the bum. Like we're the one who everybody's blaming or who's stuck and doesn't know how to fix it or who doesn't care. Yeah, well, but wait, if we start thinking we're like the hero, that's like unbecomingly proud, isn't it? Oh my gosh, this is why we love superhero movies. Okay, we want heroes, but not only are we afraid that like we can't do it, but we're afraid to take credit for it if we actually succeed for once. You're right. You're young. Yeah. You, you play through it. You wouldn't even be able to keep doing it if you, if you focused on missing the three. Right, and Peter would have been just like nowhere if he had taken that smackdown from Jesus too personally. We are. We're so close. So I mean, close. we are right there. We are right there, people, to like being loving and giving and to being peacemakers. And if somebody says, you know, it's important that you change for us to not personalize it and, and not feel like we're bums, but we can, we can actually do it. 
It's like we learn how to play through some of this stuff because we play through our deficiencies because in Christ, our strengths are just that much bigger. Yes, 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 you're absolutely right, Peter. You know what? The next time I'm on a fast break, I'm going to pull up and take the three. Yeah, and the yeah. next time I'm with Jesus and he wants to wash my feet, no way. And the next time I'm like in an upper room with him and, and he, all the other disciples are afraid, I'm going to say, I'm never going to deny you, Jesus. Oh, we might be getting just like a little bit ahead of ourselves. We might still make mistakes, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? Good thing there's forgiveness. Forgiveness. It's what allows us to play through everybody else's mistakes, not to mention our own. Yes. You guys, I am no MVP. And he... He's no Peter, but John, me, you, in Christ, we are all heroes, and we cannot forget that. This is not the time for false humility. So many lives are at stake. Racism that keeps showing up again and again. This pandemic that's turning into a marathon that, like, none of us even know how to run. But Jesus, Jesus fills us up and just makes, makes all things possible. Today's Gospel, Matthew chapter 16, verse 25. Listen to what I, th I think he's just trying to say to us. Anybody who tries to save their life will lose it. Anybody who loses it will find it. I think he's just saying, you know, you, you don't have to die for me, but you got to live for me. Done.